Log Talk Radio. Anyone charged with a criminal matter has the right to have their case heard before. A judge or judicial officer of the court is entitled to a fair and public hearing by a competent, independent and impartial court. Have strict court rules enforced such as the right of reply, rules of evidence, and be found innocent or guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Yet, our most vulnerable can have their rights, assets, and decision-making rights removed by a public servant of the state, not a judge, in a tribunal setting that can ignore evidence and facts and determine matters as they see fit and conclude matters based on probabilities alone. Are you scared yet? I don't know, every time I hear that promo, it just gives me the chills. Uh, Good evening, everybody. This is Marty Oakley, and of course, this is the TS Radio Network. And we are back up and running this last month. It's been a tough one, but uh, we survived and um, got a lot of work done. Got a lot of things going on. And, um, of course, coming up Monday is our panel for the summit, and we will be virtual again if you heard the rules, if you go into D.C., if you can even get in there, um, if you're having any kind of a meeting, it cannot exceed 15 people. Each of those people has to be accompanied by an intern or they can't go anywhere. You have to be vaccinated and show proof of vaccination. Nah, not going to happen. Um, there is just all sorts of uh, crap that they're pulling to keep people out of D.C., especially now when the summit is coming up. Now there still will be um, poets and busboys. If you're if you get into D.C. for and if you've ever attended one of those meetings here, it's after the summit and uh, it's like a just a big get together. And uh, there's films shown and there's music and just a lot of talk and you get to meet people. And I'm going to miss that. I truly am. And uh, the other thing I'm going to miss, cause is. Uh, all of us girls piled up in one room. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to miss that. That was my yep. favorite part. We all got to meet yeah, each other. Yep. And eat cookies. And then, uh, yep, yep. And, yep. Uh, you know, that's the best part of it. But you know that first year out at the summit, I was actually, actually, it was the second year. That's when I met Elaine Mickman. And that year yes. I had people from 13 states who came all the way to D.C. to meet us in person. And all of them, of course, having a case, what all's going on. Elaine has, uh, of course, come out and written her book, which is going gangbusters, and um, uh, about the American judicial system where there's no liberty or justice at all. I couldn't think of a better byline. But, um, yeah, you know, so much has happened since then. I mean, just absolutely... So much has happened. One thing I want to say, Kazi. Yeah. This thing with Britney Spears really drove this, and I knew they would they would end this quickly to get this to quiet down. This was getting too much attention, and that's why she got out. That's why they stopped it, was to let that oh, yeah. die down because this was a building movement. And um, but I don't think they're done with her yet. She's too rich. But the yeah. idea 
our government is funding this stuff will not move to stop it. Um, I know. I think is is the really sad and sickening part of this. Uh, the states are being bribed bribed to keep this mess going. Um, they call it funding, you know, elder care funding and this funding and that funding, but it's bribery. That's mm-hmm. all it is, bribery. And yeah. um, so, you know, we're at the point where we can't trust our politicians. They're not going to not going to do anything. And honestly, cause if I see one more of these BS bills come out that are supposed to save the day and do nothing but put a bigger lock on the door, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. Now, it's so insulting. One. Yeah. Now, Marty, yeah. we do have that one that we just found out about today that was in Utah. And I know that okay. you just started to look it over, but it looks yeah. promising. And it appears yeah. that a, a guardian can be held criminal, crimin, uh, criminally liable. What well, do you it's think about of this? time. Yeah, about it. What I mean, definitely, if this, if this ends up being good, this needs to be sent to the country. What do you think about right. it so far that you just started to dive into it? Well, I was really, really taken by the fact that it was so specific. Um, one of the things that yeah. happens in legislation, especially when they're trying to trick you, is it becomes tangled up in legalese, and you really can't make out what they said, which leaves it open mm-hmm. to interpretation. So that when you yeah. get into these like probate, regular court, they, the judge can interpret it the way he sees fit. But they never mm. make a clear statement about what it actually is they're doing. And I noticed in this one, I mean, they were very precise in what they were describing. Um, now, I'll be very, very shocked if this bill gets any play. Really, I will. Because the money behind this... You know, the people, the stakeholders, as they call them. Um, This Mm -hmm. has to be upsetting uh, because this is going to affect their bank accounts. And um, But, you know, like I say, we've had some good things happen this last year with that movie, I Care A Lot, came out, which I think shocked everyone. And then, of course, the deal with Britney Spears and now Max Baer, that um, uh, artist, they've nailed him. I mean, multi-million dollar estate. Uh, his daughter's fighting like crazy, trying to get him out of this mess. Um, we've got uh, Nichelle Nichols from Star Wars. Um, looks like her son and a guardian are cornering her. With uh, uh, all of these people, Disney heir, the grandson, William. they couldn't let. Uh, yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't let the Disney grandson inherit the property. He was supposed to, because he has uh-huh. a little touch of Down syndrome, and they couldn't let him have that. And, um, I mean, they're just, this is nothing but highway robbery. But the other thing is, this is trafficking human beings. This is what used to be called peonage. Um, And what that meant was that you took on somebody else's name and pretended Mm -hmm. you were theirs. And this was a a crime of baratry, meaning committed by an attorney. And... um, and it's also been described as inland piracy, which is, I'd have to agree with that description. This is inland yeah. piracy. And, um, but it just, I, I don't know. 
I'm afraid for all of us. I truly am afraid for all of us. And, um, you know, we got this COVID crap flying all around. And uh, now it's we've got, as Fauci predicted, the monkeypox. And um, <laughs> it's just spontaneously showing up here and there and everywhere. Uh, I... I just, I don't know. We've got, I think, what is it now, close to 50,000 dead from the vaccines that aren't vaccines. Um, we close to a million people injured, everywhere from mild to permanently injured from these things. Yeah. We've got children have heart attacks. And in the midst of all of this, here we are still fighting to stop this system of human trafficking. They're getting the elderly on the one end of the system and the kids on the other and whoever else they can snag in the middle. And um, But they're buying, selling, and trading us. They have commodified us. And yeah, there's money in in that population. And I think that's really what really hits me. I was thinking about this today, Cause, And if you think I'm yeah. off the rails, say so. But okay. it seems to me, you know, we've been taunted with the terrorists, you know, foreign terrorists coming into this country. Oh, the terrorists, the terrorists. The terrorists are sitting out there in D.C. The, the enemy's yeah. inside the gate. The people trying to hurt us. Look over here. Yeah, Look over we here. elected them. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Um, it, a lot of things have gone through my mind today. I, You know, thinking about things and trying to connect the dots. Now, some of the people I've been working with um, come out of the uh, government and they worked with directed energy weapons and they contend without one of them uh, objecting that what is people aren't actually contracting any virus they're being targeted with directed energy weapons and then I was reading where they've admitted to the Senate that yeah they're, they use this stuff and test it on people we're, we're lab rats you know and uh, to yeah. see what it'll do, but they can hit one person, they can hit a whole town, they can hit a whole state, do whatever they want. But it mimics what they claim this virus is. Oh, and I, yeah, and it's all contingent upon these 5G towers. Now, the people most vulnerable, of course, are the elderly and mm-hmm. children. And uh, but the uh, elderly seem particularly susceptible to whatever this is, and um, and like I say, this to me would explain why, if this was the pandemic they claimed that it was, we have yeah. this massive homeless population in this country, fifty nine thousand dead in the middle of Los Angeles alone, and yet it didn't hit them. And but we, no. we had to wear masks, social distancing, and blah blah blah. Yes, I don't know. But all of this stuff somehow is related. I think we're at the tail end of whatever this is, Um, the capturing of the elderly. And, you know, something else, just like in probate court, um, which isn't a court, as I keep telling you, it's a tribunal. But under under U.S. code, there's criminal charge called deprivation of rights. I have yet to see one attorney sue on behalf of their client for deprivation of rights. And um, because this is exactly what happens in probate. You're deprived of not only your rights, but your identity. And then of your yeah, property. It, <laughs> and it you just, know, and nobody... 
Nobody believes all this stuff is happening until they go through it, until they experience mm-hmm. it. They don't. Exactly. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, they just, you know, they, oh, yeah, well, this, they're, they're off their rockers there talking about this. Yeah, they, they just, and it's sad. Well, because you know, Kazi, yeah. that's how I got into this. A friend of mine out in New York, John Wallace, who had his station out there, and I had been on his show several times, and he said, I got a lady out here that needs some airtime, and I had just started up. He had helped me. He said, would you put her on, Marty? And I said, yes, I would. It's a favor to you. That was Sarah Harvey. Ooh, and I, I did Sarah. the interview with her. Yeah. Um, I did the interview with her, and I'm hearing this horrendous story, and the whole time I'm thinking, you're lying. You're lying. What did you do? You're lying. And so when the interview's over, I'm hot. I'm mad. And I start digging. I'm going to prove her wrong. This was running so far below the radar, and I am renowned for my research. This was running so far below the radar, I had never stumbled across anything about it. And when I finally figured out how to cue it up, I, honest to God, I thought I was going to, and I had to call Sarah, and I told her, I said, I have to tell you something. I said, I thought you were lying to me, and she said, I know you did, Marty. She said, I know you did, and I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I've been digging through this stuff. I said, I am so, so sorry, and, um, but that was the first interview, and that's actually was the catalyst for getting all of this going, and I say, we just started our 14th year. So it's just, yeah. and you know what else makes me mad is the people that have come what? on the show out for speaking oh, yeah. out. They did, they didn't lie. They got documentation. Yeah, but they get threatened. They're they're going to take them to court. They're going to put them in jail. They're going to do this and that. And the worst part of it is, the people that were these judges and everything else are so corrupt. They'll do it. They'll go right along with it. But the we idea that you can't even get on air and yeah, tell the truth without these vultures landing on them and threatening them and making their lives miserable, why should they be able to get away with that? I don't get it. Right. You know, it's all right that you it. caused all this misery and neglect and abuse and exploitation and isolation and over-medication and you killed somebody. But if I talk about what you did, oh, I'm going to jail. Yeah, something's wrong with this you've picture. Had, you've even had yeah. um, uh, people try to tell you to take shows off and different, yep. like, people who are paying, the board is paying bills while they sat there and, trans, like, did a transcript of the whole show. I mean, it's some crazy yep. stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I remember years ago, 10 years ago at least, we outed Rebecca Furley down there in Florida. And, of course, they just nailed her here last year. She's running 10 years. She had been in 2007 uh, bankrupt, which should have precluded her from ever being a guardian. By 2010, she's a multimillionaire, and all she had done was guardianship. She had several lush houses and fancy cars and lots of money, and they finally just nailed her. And... um, but, you know, and then her law firm, the Nardella law firm, um, of course, sent me threatening emails, and email is considered legal service now, and 
you've been served and take the shows down and you have maligned our client and blah, 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 blah. And we're going to sue you. I waited a few days and I shot an email back. I said, well, respectfully, I'm not doing any of that. And I said, you realize it's a felony to threaten a lawsuit and not follow through, don't you? Ooh. And I never heard another word from them. And I don't know why. You knew but, what you were talking about. You know, <laughs> yeah, but they were going to do all kinds of things to me. And, um, you know, according to Florida law, I said, I'm not in Florida. It doesn't apply to me. And um, mm-hmm. But it just... That the threats, that's what gets me, the the threats, the threats, constant threats. And for some reason, they have all these corrupt judges and everything go right along with it. And they know it's BS. They know it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, um, we've got Reverend Ralph with us again tonight. So let's get him on here and get his two cents on everything. Reverend, what's going on with you? Well, uh, here in uh, Montgomery hey, County, how you doing, Cos? I'm uh, great. Great. Well, uh, the politicians are playing their usual game. Uh, I've contacted both uh, uh, Josh Shapiro, who's current Attorney General of Pennsylvania. He's running for governor, and I contacted um, Doug Mastriani, or Mastriano, who's a state senator here in Pennsylvania. And I told them about this great radio show that they could be on to talk about what they're doing about um, modifying or changing or updating uh, the laws pertaining to legal guardianship. And I never heard either from either one. It's been about five days now. Uh, Doug Mastriano is having an office opening in Montgomery County in Bluebell tomorrow. And I'm going to be there. Hopefully he'll be there where I can confront him personally and say, how come your office Mm -hmm. doesn't think it's important to find out about what's going on and to try to fix the problem of legal guardianship and the corruption of it. Uh, But you're exactly right. It's human trafficking. And I know firsthand of what's going on with these uh, lawyers who like to uh, threaten uh, contempt orders, contempt of court orders, yes. just to bully people. And uh, there is a woman who has been listening to this show. She's in Nebraska. Her name is Rose. And I've talked to her several times. She um, She's about 66. Her husband is 60, and he's in a nursing home. And she told me that uh, they took away his false teeth, and they won't give them back to him so he can eat. And the administrator, her name is Sheila, of the nursing home. Uh, She's only allowed to see her husband who'd been married for 30 years. She's only allowed to see her husband twice a week for about two hours each time. And just this week, this Sheila wants her to sign a document saying that she agrees only to see her husband once a week. And I basically told Rose that she's got to get to the ACLU because it's a violation of freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and it's a violation which is in the First Amendment, and it's a violation of the Eighth Amendment, which prohibits cruel and unusual punishment, just like prohibiting people from using a telephone or having a telephone in their room, which I know personally this is what some of these shysters uh, are doing uh, locally. So it's all about trying to create so many restrictions on a 
person with a loved one under guardianship that they just, by pure you know, chance, they violate one of those little rules just in order to prosecute them for contempt of court to throw them in jail. And there's one shyster yeah. who is a big fan of baseball who uh, said a few days ago uh, to an attorney, strike one, strike two, meaning if the person uh, of the ward does one more violation, he'll file another contempt charge in order to send them to prison. So this is you know, their bully tactics and their strong yeah. arm tactics. And basically this is what the mafia does. You know, it's like, we'll break yes. your kneecaps. Yeah. Well, you know, what I'm trying to figure out is I've noticed um, uh, Minnesota, here in Georgia, a few other states, I haven't looked at too many yet, but they're pulling probate up under as somehow an arm of the Supreme Court of the state. But yet in every state, the Supreme Court refuses to hear these cases. And the federal Supreme Court, the big guys, won't hear it because they say that these are the uh, under the control and they're the property of the state. So they can't hear these cases. They come up with all kinds of excuses. And um, But... And I want to remind everybody, they're called wards for a reason. The definition of ward is prisoner of the state. So your ward, your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, your dad, whoever it is, has been made a prisoner of the state, although they have committed no crime other than aging with assets. Yeah. And it just absolutely, that so many people partake in this, think that it's okay to do this. And I, the other part of the battle is, of course, is the disbelievers. Oh, they don't do that. Well, you must have done something. Well, you're just lying. And, you know, I heard that so much when I first started out. I thought I was going to vomit. And we just persevered and kept going and highlighting these cases, getting them out there. And uh, it's, I, it honestly has gotten worse, in my opinion. It's like they've ramped this thing up. It's in overdrive. They're trying to take out as many as they can. Uh, there again, go back to this COVID hoax. They went into nursing homes with a vaccine and vaccinated these people against their will. Most of them died. Oh, well, they were old anyway. We've got two states right now, Wyoming and Maryland, who have codified into law the ability of the state to starve to death anyone who's mentally ill or with dementia. Now, think about that. I what mean, how much more like? cruel can you get? Uh, Montana, or, I think it's Montana. It's Montana, Wyoming, and Maryland. And, um, but they put that into law. And, of course, if you look at hospice, uh, under Obamacare, they quietly redefined food and water to be medical treatment. Not human necessity, and you're right, but medical treatment. So when they get a doctor to call futility of care, and it can be a doctor anywhere in the world, never saw you before, never will, isn't interested, to call futility of care, all medical treatment is stopped immediately, meaning food and water is stopped immediately, and the drugging begins. They put you into what is called, um, what is that, paleo something, paleo, paleo something other uh, care, but what it means is, they're going to drug you to death, which they do with morphine and 
uh, hydrocodone, Seroquel, Ativan, big mega shots, and it doesn't take long. And But the starvation, the dehydration is a very, very, very painful process. And it only takes about four days for the organs to start malfunctioning and shutting down. And to keep people quiet, they give them these big massive shots of drugs and and they tell the family who says, why don't you give them some water? They forgot how to swallow. They forget you drugged them so bad they can't. They can't. Mm -hmm. You suppress the sympathetic nervous system and they can't. And, um, uh, and then of course these people are groaning and moaning because they're, the dehydration is doing terrible things to them on the inside. Well, we're going to give them this for pain. You don't want them to suffer, do you? Do you? I want you to suffer. You can believe that. Um, but And they start the drugging process. Uh, they, again, did this to my sister two years ago. Took them four days. They sent her to heaven. And... Um, but uh, And she had dementia, but that didn't mean she had to die. Of course, she was quite wealthy, so there you go. And um, But it's just, um, I, I don't know, I'm afraid for all of us. Reverend, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, honest to God, am afraid for all of us. We've got a big yeah. X on our backs. Most of us have reached an age where, and our Social Security is so little that we're not paying taxes anymore. And never mind that you funded that program for 50 or 60 years. Um, somehow you're abusing something. You're getting welfare. This ain't welfare. This is not welfare. I paid for this. And, yeah. um, you know, that, that irks me more than anything. Um, and then to see this all going on in every state. Honest to God. The misery across the country the misery and pain and heartache and suffering this pack of animals has caused is just, you can't even fathom how bad it really is. At any given moment in time, these people are out there suffering, isolated, hungry. Marty, this is Reverend uh, Ralph. Yes. Marty, this is Reverend Ralph. Uh, Not only the physical suffering, but the psychological suffering. When you are denying, when these uh, guardians and their lawyers deny the people a telephone in their room, when they deny visits from their loved ones, when they deny uh, basic happiness of whatever the people want, like certain types of food that, uh, you know, like candy or whatever, when they deny things yeah. that give these people happiness, that is psychological torture. And that is elder abuse, yeah. whether you starve a person uh, with food or deny a person uh, the uh, elements, the basic elements of life to be happy, like their loved ones or having a pet yes. that they can see that they uh, had for many years and all. The psychological torture is as painful as any type of physical torture. And this is something where, uh, again, it's the sickest of people are getting these jobs as guardians who seem to be able to hire people to do what they're supposed to be doing. And then they hire lawyers 
to do what they should be doing as, as part of their business. In other words, uh, a guardian gets a ward, then they immediately hire a lawyer, and the money comes out of the ward for both the guardian and the yes. lawyer. Now, now the, yes. the, the point, is, the, point is, is the fact that if you have a business, if you have a business, you charge for that product or service. You don't add on little additional costs. Like if you order a steak dinner, you pay for that steak dinner. You don't pay for the insurance on the restaurant for, as an extra yeah. cost. You're not paying yeah. for the health care of the waiters and all as an extra cost. You pay for the guardian. You're paying what they charge. It's part of their expenses as conducting a business, not this add-on, 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 add-on stuff. And this is what these guardians right. are doing locally where they say, oh, I want to be the guardian. I charge 100 bucks an hour. And then in one case that I know of, they hire their husband, who's a lawyer, to be their lawyer at the war's yeah. expense. So now every time the guardian talks about a case, even during, jokingly, even during sex, well, now that's a billing hour at the higher rate because she's talking to her husband about the case. And who knows if they charge also for travel time when they go to see the right. ward. I mean, th this is right. just, if this is not fraud, I don't know what is. And I've said this many times, exactly. the fact that in every state, what constitutes an evaluation? And in Pennsylvania, there are no standards as to what constitutes an accurate evaluation to determine if a person is incapacitated. This is part of court record in the Montgomery County Court. So the bottom line is you have these so-called neuropsychologists who was proven to be simply a self-given title, not a earned title, a self-given title. And these people just whip together whatever type of evaluation they want, whether it's five minutes long, 10 minutes, an hour, and whatever paper and pencil test they want to use, they call that an evaluation and then from that, the court uses that to send people to their doom and let the looting begin. And that's fraud. When you are passing off something as a product or service and it's not what it is, that is called fraud, pure fraud. and simple. It's a felony. Right. We have had um, out in California, I did interviews with several people out there in Northern California here many years ago, and... Their law firm out there, it was Tosh Yamamoto, I believe was his name, was the guardian or the attorney, one or the other. But they charged the estate $100 an hour for him and three of his employees, each of them, $100 an hour to listen to the, my interview. And the estate had to pay it. <laughs> and um, this is just absolutely – the idea, the whole concept – that you can target these people and then force them to pay you for targeting yeah. them is absolutely that sick. It is. That it is happened sick. in Montgomery County with uh with Montgomery County with Harvey. My cousin filed on like it, you know who knows the same quack doctors doing all their like whatever their psychological evaluation filed on a license. And the court-appointed attorney, Diane Zabowski, 
ends up representing this Dr. Melmut and made Harvey pay for all that. If someone's license is being filed on, that shouldn't have to be on the ward having to pay that. Right. That's what they do. Like, you know, that's why they have this, like all these medical professionals have like their professional insurance. This is Reverend uh, Ralph. It's it's basically, uh, as the uh, quotation always goes, uh, isolate, medicate, steal the estate. It's just bleeding these people, and it's depriving the heirs of the money that those wage earners had saved all through their lives, and now they're being deprived because it's like a roadkill and a bunch of vultures are sitting on the telephone lines waiting for their turn. It is, too. It is. Um, it, yeah. Uh, but see, this is one of the things that really struck me. Here we've got um, the Supreme Court of the United States, the Supreme Court in each one of the states has their own Supreme Court. And the whole basis of this is forcing the person they have targeted to finance all of them. And yet these people who are supposed to be guardians of the law, the best there is, sit there and don't say a damn word. Um, This is just so... The more I've gotten into this over the years, the anger that these people we elect into office, and most of them will not even talk about this. Um, Most of them, it used to be, Years ago, Reverend, when I was first in this and I'd contact a senator, Reverend, well, I never heard of such a thing. This must be an isolated incident. No, it isn't. Well, nobody told me this was going on. Well, how could I know about it and you don't? You're supposed to be helping run the state. And then it became, well, um, the DOJ is handling this, and so you need to go to them. So I did. And they're the ones that came out with the Elder Justice and Protection Act of 2019, which was basically shooting a bullet in everybody's head, and then handed the lawmaking. They they charged the um, the was it the DOJ was charged with writing up a new law on guardianship, which they never did, and. But I went around and around and around with them. And I heard the same thing. I've mentioned this before from the lady I was talking to at the DOJ. I heard this exact same comment almost verbatim from the um, Attorney General's office in Minnesota. You're operating under the delusion that we are here to protect you. We are not. We are here to protect the state from you. Really? And I'm paying you, huh? Um, But somehow, because, Reverend, we have got to get a hold of this. This has gone on too long. Too many families have suffered. What you're talking about, what's done to these people in these nursing homes, the isolation, all of that. Uh, A lot of that is what's called trauma-based bonding. And they terrorize these people. And these are acts of terrorism. Uh, by taking everything away from them, isolating them, threatening them, um, not allowing them to talk anybody to anybody, 
And then they tell them things like, hey, you better do what I tell you. I'm the only one that cares about you. Do you see anybody else here? If you make me mm-hmm. mad, I'll go away and you won't have anybody. And it's called trauma-based bonding. And they it's like the Stockholm Syndrome for, elder, syndrome for Elderly. And uh, But it, it's the idea, like I say, that this goes on. And another thing, too, and I've brought this up before, I'm going to say it again. I can't tell you how many churches across the country I have contacted that one of their congregation, one of their longtime members has been caught up in one of these, and we need the church to step forward in support of them. Oh, we can't do that. That's political. No, that's not political. That's human rights. I didn't ask you to vote Republican or Democrat. I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you to stand up in support of one of your congregation who has donated quite heavily to your institution. Well, that's political. No, it isn't political. But that's the excuse I hear every time. And they will not stand up for that person. They will not. Yeah, I do know this, Marty, that there are... There is a certain judge in Montgomery County who is also an elder in the in his Mennonite church. I also know of a court-appointed attorney in Montgomery County who plays the piano at her church. I mean, it makes me wonder if they infiltrate the church to, like, search for victims. Maybe they, like, yeah, help out with the – yeah, I mean, if I went to church – I mean – Going to church when you put money in the in the uh, what is it the donation thing? Don't put your name on it. Yeah. It's not worth the little tax refund that you're going to get. You don't need to have a target on your back or to let anybody know who you know who's donating the big money because there are good churches out there and you might want to give them money, but you don't know who the snake is. You know, well, and I'll tell you around else the about church. this. We found this out up in Minnesota. The two big churches up there, Catholics and Lutherans, and the Lutherans got nailed on this one. It's like, you know, they want you to pledge so much every month. Well, that's Mm -hmm. a contract. And Mm -hmm. if you don't deliver the money, they can sue you. And my friend's mother had been in the same church 32 years, and she had always given them a sizable amount of money. Well, in her last days, she wasn't doing anything. And they came by my friend's house and said they were sorry to let them know that they were going to have to file suit against her estate to get their donations that they were promised by contract. And if it wasn't, if they couldn't have that, they would take title to her house in lieu wow. of that. Her house was worth about 300000 Yeah, Yeah, Well, like Reverend. we said, tax deduction <laughs> yeah. is not worth it. This is Reverend yeah. Ralph. Uh, you have to wonder what kind of religion they seem to think, uh, you know, is holy. Yeah. I mean, when, when they're doing yeah. this kind of thing in the name of religion, uh, what kind of religion? Satanism? Uh, you know, yeah. this, is, this is unbelievable. And, and the, this, this bit about billing the ward for when they're getting sued and this and that, this is what shysters uh-huh. do in divorce cases. You know, they, they yeah. deliberately make both sides hate each other just to build up the billing hours for themselves. But as far as uh-huh. the, one, yeah. the one tactic that has shown in the news media to work is when people have gotten to the faces 
of these different politicians. They did it with Sarah Huckabee when she was Trump's uh, press secretary. People would go into the restaurant yeah. where she was eating and confront her. And then you just see recently where um, uh, the, the protesters went to uh, the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh's house. This is the same thing. Yeah. If you get signs and you, and you find out where these judges live or these crooked lawyers, and you start sending letters out to their fellow lawyers or to their neighbors and saying, did you know this lawyer is uh, doing this to an elderly person? You, mm-hmm. you, you humiliate them. You embarrass them. And exposure yeah. is their yeah. biggest weakness. That is their yes. weakness. Yes. Again, Marty, yep. you know these lawyers are worthless. You spend all your money, and all they do is drag it out from six months to a year yep. before they say, sorry, there's nothing more we can do, and thank you, you for your do. money. Yep. Now I can take my vacation, you know? Yeah. But, again, exposure I, I is their me. weak link. I, I've talked about this um, in Litchfield, Minnesota here some years ago, the big law firm was having a free steak dinner and come and talk and listen to their speech about estate planning, how to avoid mm. conservatorship and guardianship. I thought, well, I think I need to go to this. So yeah. <laughs> I went down there. Ken and this girl stopped me. And there was a table there with papers on it and stuff. And she says, you need to fill one of these out. And I'm looking at it, and so, you know, what do you own? Where is it at? How much is it worth? Who else has access to it? Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, no, I wow. don't want to give that kind of input. Well, you have to, to go in. And I said, why <laughs> is that? Well, if they, you know, they need to know whether you're someone they need to, to contact and work with or not. I said, oh, I see. <laughs> so I wrote down that I had three grandkids that were invaluable to me. And that I had 11 ceramic chickens. Well, I said 11 chickens, but not real ones. They're ceramic. And I named off other things. I handed it to her. I said, there you go. And I told her at the time, I said, I have $18.96 in the bank. And she said, is this supposed to be a joke? I said, unfortunately, no, it's the truth. She says, well, this is, I said, I'm going into that steak dinner. And I just pushed past her and I went in. And... They came in and tried once to remove me. I said, now you don't want me to make a scene in here because I will. And um, well, we'll call the police. I said, well, you get to call them. That's even better. And um, <laughs> so they're talking and they're telling people, you know, you need to do a will and you need to do a trust. And depending on the value of your assets, and blah, blah, blah. Now we can help you uh, prevent guardianship and conservatorship and you know, you just fill out these forms and papers and let us do the work for you. And I stood up, I said, and that, well, they were telling people, and you're protected, then you are protected. And I stood up, and how they owed it to their family to have their affairs in order. So when the time came, they weren't stressed with all of that. Mm-hmm. I stood up, I said, but you're not telling these people that in probate court, every one of those documents can be thrown aside and all, instead of everybody that's given over to the guardian. I thought the whole place was going to explode. <laughs> you need to leave. You need to leave. I said, yeah. I said, I think I do, because you're about to make me want to throw up. And I said, but I said, and you people that filled out these papers with all your assets and where they're at and what they're worth and blah, 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 all you did was give them a database. I said, you yeah. can expect them to come call it again here in the future. And I 
was going out the door then. I, they couldn't get me out fast enough, but I noticed a lot of other people got up and walked out the same time I did. And um, But you, uh, all of this, this estate planning and everything, in probate court, it means nothing. Nothing. Right. And why mm-hmm. some hearing examiner should be able to discard your pre-standing legal instruments that are supposed to be bona fide, written in stone, and decide somebody else should have access to all these things. I want to know why they get away with that. They overturn um, wills in Montgomery County. Oh, yes. And Your trust. Will, your will doesn't yep. mean anything. Yeah. Yep. Yes, they will. And they'll break trust and remove beneficiaries. We had that bill come out mm-hmm. in Minnesota here okay. two years ago um, that codified into law the right of the guardian to remove beneficiaries on any, like, trust, will, estate, and replace mm-hmm. them with one of their own choosing, even if it was themselves. Imagine that. And, um, gee, I wonder who they were going to pick. But they the idea that in here, you're – go ahead. Well, I was going to say, they usually don't make it themselves because they thought that would be too obvious. So they, they make it charities that they run. To make it look yeah. more on the up and up. Yeah. 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 All kind of little dirty tricks. But because mm-hmm. I see here we've been cut back on time. So we got about 14 minutes, and I think it is probably time for the hog report brought to you by Cubs. Oh, my gosh. And the hog <laughs> report is also. Brought to us by Shenanigans in the Montgomery County Courthouse. That is a Facebook page that you can go like. And there's lots of interesting YouTube videos complete with the court records, different articles, and just it's just a, a wealth of information. And I've actually met people on this site. And Marty and I have been maligned on this site by Glory Hog. And that's a real thing that happens. And so because of that, Marty, today's hog is the malign hog. Now, oh. this malign hog, it's, it's the hog's favorite word to use. They've been maligned. Yes. They've been maligned. But they do it to other people themselves. And, you know, it's all screenshot, the hog. The hog just trashing me and you on shenanigans and, you know, and the hog talking about there was going to be some big bus trip that was going to go down to Washington, D.C. for something. And eight months later, when it didn't happen, Mr. Shenanigans went back to that post where we were getting, you know, maligned and yeah. said, where, what happened with that bus? Because the bus trip never happened. But right. somehow, Marty and I, we couldn't organize anything the way the hog could organize bus trips and stuff. Right. So, I mean... The hog likes to gaslight people, and I know with the whistleblower summit coming up on Monday, the hog has not is not happy that Marty and I are doing a whistleblower summit. The hogs of the world think they should be on on these panels, and they they just <laughs> gaslight everybody. You know, Marty and I are terrible people, and. People shouldn't be paying attention. And it's really sad, you know, Marty, because we can't talk about everything that we're doing because right. the glory hogs malign us. 
So the maligning hog, just oinking, 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 you know, what senator are we going to be working with? <laughs> what what presentation are we going to be doing? You know, who's going to be our guest? I mean, the yeah. hogs go after our guests when they're done. I mean, Reverend Ralph, yep. I'm guessing that the hogs have come after you. But, you know, it's just these hogs, the malign gaslighting hogs, just make our lives a little miserable and they're good at it. And you know what props to the hog that makes us miserable, even though we laugh and we like to have our hog report, we do get annoyed with the hogs. So the malign, the malign hog, the hog thinks they're maligned, but they're maligning others all the time. And that is the hog all report the time. today. Yeah. What do you think? How many points? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know we had talked, links. yeah, and I know I wanted to get in, you know, real quick before we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, these Baker Acts, and in Pennsylvania, it's called a 302, and you can go all the way, you can have 303, 304, and 305. Now, 305 looks like you can detain someone for up to 90 days when I looked that information up. So every state has some sort of legislation law in place. And we and we get it, like why it's there. If someone, you know, is suicidal, they'll, you know, Baker Act or 302 them. Or if they feel they're a danger to themselves or other, there are many different reasons. But this has been weaponized. And someone who was yes. on our show, when we can't, we're not even going to say what state it is, when they were on the show, who it is. But it's somebody who a couple weeks ago got one of these acts done to them. And it, it, they're they're out now. I believe they kept this person. I think about a week, and it's very scary when these laws are used as weapons to shut people up and to shut whistleblowers up. And I thought the fact that the whistleblower summit is coming up, we would bring up the fact that these laws are being used against whistleblowers, and we do have this example. Yes of this person who has yep. been a guest on the show and it's I'm people need to know like this this is some real dirty play really really dirty play yeah. and all you need is it looks like is a doctor to like examine the person and they just keep them and we're in like Pennsylvania you can do all the way up to 90 days were you aware of that so Reverend? I well, you've given me a lot of information I didn't know about because I really didn't know anything about 302. But another mm -hmm. weapon that uh, is used are these contempt orders where the judge just automatically okays uh, the other side, the ward's appointed uh, lawyer uh, for anything he wants to make up. There's a trial, yeah. and it's basically an automatic guilty, and then the person is sent mm -hmm. off to jail. And this With is, again, no they're using yeah. – Right, and they're using the court as a weapon, which is not allowed. Mm -hmm. And this is yeah. something where, uh, you know, again, it's to shut people up, to threaten them, to intimidate them. Yes. And it's, now, it, and it's again, it's and yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And well, at ear examiners, ministerial clerks, which is who's sitting there in probate, have no authority, none, zippo, nada to put you in jail. What they do, it's considered a spreadable charge. 
and they send it over to a state-level judge who signs the order and sends it back. And that's actually who has you put in jail because that person setting up their masquerading as a judge doesn't have that authority. Um, You know, the thing is, and, and why would they go along with this? These people are also getting a piece of the pie. Every time a motion is brought in front of that probate court, money is paid to that judge, a percentage. And it's uh, on the East Coast, it's 2 to 4%. You get out on the West Coast, it's 5 to 6% of the estate every time there is a motion brought. So it, it's a very lucrative, plus they're being paid by agencies, contracted to agencies. Um, this, is, this is such a corrupt sick system and it runs yeah. in full view and knowledge of all of our politicians of, of everyone and yet no one no one will step forward and call this out for the human trafficking and theft that it is and no. I think every one of these people that is is in it, it is doing this should suffer the same fate I think we should guardianize every one of them steal every damn dime they got and leave them to rot in some hole. I truly do. I wish that every day. Well, this is Reverend Ralph. Uh, Again, if a person files a lawsuit uh, against a guardian or the guardian's lawyer, whatever, again, there's discovery and there's subpoenas. And by subpoenaing somebody from the FBI or the Department of Justice or the U.S. Attorney's Office or whatever, and then subpoenaing uh, say the president judge of a certain county or all, and the news media subpoenas a reporter from certain news medias like TV and so forth. When a lawsuit is filed, it gets into the media, and this brings attention to the issue what's going on in orphans court or similar situations. So it's a way to throw the intimidation back. Uh, if once if uh, the lawyer or the guardian threatens a law uh, contempt or a lawsuit, you say fine, I will countersue, and then that will get in the news media, and then that whole problem will be exposed, and they don't want exposure, and no more than a bank robber no. wants to have his face uh, revealed. They yeah. want to stay hidden this under is... the rock. Yes, yes. Well, I mm-hmm. say um, this coming Monday. At noon, or I'm sorry, adjustment in time, 1 o'clock Eastern, I believe that is, we will have our panel, and it will be virtual. I know um, last year was the first run on this, and people were sorely disappointed, but it's the only venue we've got for right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things will be changing in the future, so hang in there with us, and please support us if you can tune in and listen to that uh, when we do speak, uh, I'd truly appreciate it. I know everybody would appreciate it. We need as many people in there as we can get. I haven't, like I say, gotten the links yet for signing up, but uh, we'll get it done. But next year should be easier. And like I say, you can go to D.C., but you have to show proof of vaccination. You have to wear a face mask. It can't be a group of more than 15 people. Each of them has to have be accompanied by an intern and... That's the way that goes, and you know how huge yeah. the summit is. Heck, our uh, our panel drew what was it over three hundred people. Uh, oh yeah, who actually came to DC, and uh, so that's not going to work for us. But we're oh, working on other Marty, venues. I, 
I tape recorded, I did a Facebook Live, and it had, I mean, like pretty much within the first few days, it had over 2,000 views. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, that was just off of my personal summit. Facebook. Well, the first year at the summit that I did, uh, there was, of course, a lot of fighting. They didn't want me on there, and that wasn't whistleblowing, blah, 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 and nobody was going to pay attention to this. We recorded the highest listening stats ever on a whistleblower show, and we hit over 120,000 wow. uh, watched our our panel, and I was quite proud of that. I was quite proud of the fact that people mm-hmm. did pay attention. So, um, and we do quite well every year. So, <laughs> but I say things are going to be changing. We got just a few minutes left here. I thought I'd gotten 90 minutes, but I see I only got 60. That sucks. Um, Reverend, I want to thank you for coming on again. I appreciate your your input into the conversation. And um, thank you, Marty. We need to keep up on things again. Yeah, I, I yeah. truly do. You you add a lot to the conversation. And um, Kazi, I don't know what I'd do without you, girlfriend. But oh my gosh, you radio network. Go ahead. I was going to say you're like the you and the reverend are the bright spot in myself and my family having to go through guardianship and everything that I endured. I I won in the end because I got to I would not have met you all and been part of the show yeah. for 3 3 years now. Isn't it? Is it been that long, Kazi? Oh, maybe it was wow. 2 years in April. We're heading for 3 years. We're heading on three years oh, that you okay. hung out with me, and and just and <laughs> even some of the other friends that I have. And I just have to say, there's been so much positive feedback. There's two different people who one was a guest on the show, and a lawyer got a hold of her. I'm waiting to hear back and hope that things are going well. And the other one, um, Diane came on, and the foreclosure that was supposed to happen was stalled because Diane came Yay. on the show, and we are just so excited that it's making a difference for people and so if anyone's out there and you're thinking about wanting to come on the show you can you can contact myself or marty over on you know find us on facebook and there's you know you got to kind of keep keep uh hitting us up because so many people come and then you know i feel bad if i forget about someone but someone else has been persistent but i just really appreciate the guests that we've had the fat the last few you know months and to hear a positive positive outcomes things are you know they didn't um the cockroaches didn't like the exposure the people who were harming our guests they didn't like the exposure and it's making a difference and that's a positive thing yes it is uh finally and if we can just this is reverend ralph go ahead uh, this is Reverend yes. Ralph. Uh, just finally, I'd like to mention uh, my website, protectmyparents.us. If you have a situation, no matter where you are, what part of the country, uh, please con- uh, go to the section con- under the category of contact and send me your name and number, and uh, I'll be happy to talk to you, and I'll be happy to try to help you out with information. There you go. Thanks, Reverend. There you go. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for tuning in tonight. I see we had a packed house again. I appreciate all the support, as I know Kaz and the Reverend do also. And we will be back again. Um, Things have been kind of spotty. I realize that, but we're getting back on track, hopefully with some new shows, and uh, we'll see what we come up with here. Anyway, everybody, have a good evening. Thank you all for tuning in. 
and we'll talk to you next week. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.